Welcome to the Elevate Your Brand podcast, where we help online coaches learn how to elevate their brand, become the experts in their industries, so they can bring in more clients and create a life they want. I am your host, Chris Anderson. And if you want to make a difference in the lives of others, share this episode, go over to Apple Podcasts and follow us there to leave a positive rating and review. And together we can leave a bigger positive mark on the world. Welcome back to another episode of Elevate Your Brand. I am Chris Anderson, your host. Today, this episode is going to get a little emotional. Just kidding. We're going to dive into emotional intelligence and how we need to, we all can improve in that area, especially as leaders and entrepreneurs and how we can do that. And so uh, I'm bringing on Christina Alden today. and She's going to dive into just how we can do that, how we can improve our emotional intelligence and the benefit it is to understand emotional intelligence and to have that as part of our life. She's a speaker, a trainer, a mentor, and a brand strategy consultant. So Christina, welcome to Elevate Your Brand today. Hey, thanks, Chris. Hello. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, looking forward to diving into this topic. I think it's a good one. I think it's a, it's a growing topic. You hear more about emotional intelligence than you know I did 10 years ago. And so. Yeah. Why? You know, it's interesting because the way that, um, you know, things, emotional intelligence has been around for a while. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the practices and the traits of emotional intelligence are are discussed in leadership trainings and and things a lot. However, um, to put a a label on it and to be able to, you know, attempt to quantify the skill level of 26 different traits, the, (laughs) all of the elements and the facets that, that influence emotional intelligence. And really, like you said, it, it actually makes everything better. It's not just, yeah. you know, while, while I do emotional intelligence in the workplace, um, you know, our personal relationships, our, our, our professional relationships, they all improve when we start uh, being able to understand our emotions better, express them better, and, you know, understand the emotions of other people as well. Yeah. And I think once we can do that, I think it opens up a lot of doors just in our own life. Like, what what are the biggest benefits you see when people really start to learn more about their emotional intelligence or just emotional intelligence emotional intelligence in general? You know, when I, I work with, um, like you said, I'm a speaker, I'm a trainer mm-hmm. and a brand strategy consultant, but also I'm a mentor. And so when I work with my mentoring clients or even every now and then I'll do some coaching as well. I'll do executive coaching one on one. It's interesting because a lot of times people think, oh, emotional intelligence, and this is a leadership skill. It's going to help me in my career and, you know, yada, yada. I'm going to help uh, sell things better, right? Because I'm going to be able to touch those emotional triggers to to make people um, be motivated into action. You think about that. But really, the thing that people don't talk about is you have reduced stress. Mm. How is that? Why is that? Yeah. You have less conflict. Okay. Yeah. And not only that, but you might still have the same stressors, the same conflict, the same difficult people around you. But when you learn how to navigate them better, your Mm -hmm. stress levels go down, right? Your nervous system goes down. You have fewer health problems, headaches. You start to sleep better. You start to digest better your food. You have more nutrients. You start to feel healthier, right? And so- those are the benefits that I've found, especially, is that whatever the spinning is in your head, the ruminating, the 
uh, insecurities, right? From, from mm-hmm. imposter syndrome, you're like afraid of it, that any moment you're going to be found out as a fraud and, and somebody's going to discover that, you know, you're, you're a big fraud and you don't belong here. You're going to get fired. You're going to get in trouble. You're whatever that is. When you can calm that down permanently, mm. right? Because now it's not just a matter of, oh, I'm going to go out and I'm going to have a few drinks and I'm just going to blow off some steam, right? It's not that. It's not like, um, oh, I'm just going to go for a run and that's going to help me. Now, that'll help with some some symptoms for sure. But what I'm talking about is the actual skill set that will give you the tools so that, you know, when you have a micromanaging boss coming in on you all the time, you have the language that's going to help create that space so that you're not feeling the stressors. The micromanaging boss isn't going away. Right. (laughs) However, your ability to deal with it and manage that stress and communicate um, and and still uh, live your truth. That's what happens a lot of times, right? People start to feel trapped in their job. They start to feel uh, like they can't speak out. They feel like they can't uh, make something better and they're just stuck in a situation. But if you have the tools that will empower you with the language, with the behaviors, mm-hmm. with the, um, you know, politics, I, I still have some people uh, that in, are in my tribe that help me with like political conversations, oh, right? Yeah. Those uh-huh. could be tough, but, yeah. but office politics could be, could be tough and they could be really stressed, it, stressful if you don't really know how to, how to navigate them. So, yeah. How can we start with, you know, you said right there, um, with our language and then mm-hmm. with actions, like, so starting with the language, how, mm-hmm. how do we start learning to be more emotionally intelligent with our language? How, where do we yeah. start with that? Well, a big thing that happens um, and has happened to me so many times where I had to put my foot in my mouth, <laughs> right. Is that the stimulus comes in. And mm-hmm. so uh, something will come in and it will trigger a reaction to our nervous system. We go, Oh, look, I see a bluebird. All right. That's going to cause me to have a panic attack or a stressful Mm. thing, or here comes that micromanaging boss. Now I'm going to have a a certain response with my nervous system. Maybe I get flushed. Maybe my heart starts to beat a little bit more. I might start clenching my hands. I might start avoiding the Mm. path where the boss is. (laughs) And I want to, so, so you could do all of these different things to try to manage the symptoms, but you're not actually facing it and confronting it. And so mm-hmm. if you had some language and in this case, let's say there's a blue bird coming in and it, it makes you really mad for some reason, like yeah, <laughs> blue right. birds really make you mad. Right. But one thing that you can pause and you can just think about your reaction and feel it. So when we talk about physics, right, Mm -hmm. when you observe a thing, you actually change it just because you're looking at it, just Hmm. because the observation is there by the act of observing something, you're changing it. And so if we if we take that and we look at our behaviors by the act of observing our behavior in that moment, bluebird comes in. I'm so mad. Those darn bluebirds. Right. (laughs) Pause. And in that moment, you can think, what am I feeling? Where is it? My heart? Am I nauseated? Hmm. Does my foot hurt? Like, is my hearing? What's happening? 
And just by this simple observation technique, you're changing the moment. That's already interrupting the patterns and the energy, which is going to cause your brain, your amygdala, your limbic system in there to pause as well. Because right. what happens is our, our lizard brain, that limbic system, our, our, our primitive brain, it yeah. gets the signal first. Bluebird comes in, our senses take in the stimuli, and then suddenly our amygdala goes, danger, danger, danger. If you can wait 700 milliseconds, 700 milliseconds, 700 milliseconds to pause and give your brain this time for that prefrontal cortex to get the signal so your executive functions come online, mm. then you can go, oh, bluebird, Urgh, I hate those things. But actually, if I stop and think about it, a bluebird has never really actually pecked my eyes out. <laughs> and I only have that fear from back when we were kids and my big brother was, you know, bullying me and teasing me. And I thought that bluebirds were going to come, you know, whatever that is. But you can take those those split seconds and just pause. Just by the act of pausing, you're changing the pattern and interrupting it. Next, mm. to part two, we have we have a moment to think about how we're going to respond. Yep. You know, and so that way, instead of doing like what I've done so many in my twenties, you know, so many times <laughs> in my twenties is run off your mouth. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Bluebird comes in. It starts attacking. Ah! Yeah. All of these, I start cussing at the bird. And the, first of all, the bird doesn't even know English. Yeah. They're not going to listen to you anyway. But what if it's your your manager, right? right. Who's micromanaging right. you? Mm-hmm. And suddenly you go off. Yeah. So I teach the pause and pivot technique where you can pause and then pivot the conversation with language. Mm. And um, there are some, what I call back pocket phrases that okay. you could just kind of memorize three or four yeah. back pocket phrases. So that way, when the stimulus comes in and the bluebird is heading your way, <laughs> yeah. and you start to feel the heat in your cheeks. Your heart mm-hmm. starts beating faster. You start to ramp up. You can pause and pull out one of those back pocket phrases that even though your emotions are high, you know you can depend on this phrase to get you out of it and to say the politically correct thing. Yeah. Right. And so we do a pause and pivot method. And then we, we do the, the, uh, having a back pocket phrase and it's different for everybody. So I've helped like a safe word almost. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, cause you don't know, everybody's different. I don't do one size fits all. I don't do buy my blueprint program and you'll make, you know, six figures in 30 days. I don't do that because every unique individual is different. Mm -hmm. I helped somebody once overcome. um, Well, in their case, they were struggling with a work environment that was kind of hostile. Unfortunately, they were getting bullied and a lot of it was about their language Mm. because people would bounce. They would pause and they'd be speaking and they tried, they'd be trying to think of the right word in English and their coworkers would really, would literally walk away. And so they had no respect. Here was a team lead and a a developer um, team and they had no respect because they stuttered and then it caused more anxiety. Yeah. So for them, we did a really quick thing. We did, we're going to pause. We're going to pivot the conversation. 
And here's a couple back pocket phrases. And the one that worked the best for them was, hold on, English is my seventh language. <laughs> because the reality is, is that this person spoke seven languages fluently. Wow. And every time a coworker would come to them with a problem, that person would have to pause, translate, mm -hmm. remember this is English, and yeah. then speak English. And wow. that helped tremendously because then what happens is it trips that empathy switch in people. People naturally have these things called mirror neurons in, mm. in our neurology. And when we see somebody, um, you know, uh, fumbling in a, in a vulnerable moment like that, where they're, they're open, they're honest, there's a vulnerability, it trips the empathy switch. And then people go, oh yeah, sure. Take your time. Hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, you've yeah. done that before, Chris, right? Yeah. You, somebody, somebody slips or somebody needs a little help or, or, or the door you're like, oh, you okay. Right. We, yeah. we naturally as humans want to help somebody and want to assist them. So, um, that's a, that's a really good tool. And that's just one example of how I, how I help somebody. Yeah. Those, that's a good point. Like, and you know, I've heard of like interrupting, mm. interrupting those thoughts process and, and pivoting, like you're saying, and it, it's true. I mean, it, it's, it's exactly, you know, what I've tried to do in my life even. And, mm. uh, but I like those back pocket words to having, or those phrases or whatever it is to implement when you need a, maybe even longer pause. Like, I think yeah. that's a really important thing to remember. Like you can take that break, like, especially if you're dealing with other humans, like you said, yeah. they have that empathy. If you can just allow yourself to basically almost ask for it, like you're basically saying, Hey, I, I need a second. I need a time or, Hey, I'm dealing with this. Like, yeah, give me a little grace kind of thing. Yep. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. So with that, like in a, in a personal life, um, like that's a good good example as, as far as like in the corporate setting. What mm -hmm. if it's like? I, I'm sure you you can still do the same kind of interrupt if it's if it's like self talk, right? If you're like sure. getting, like you're yelling at yourself almost, and you can still break that pattern. Yeah, yeah, and 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 some people would say that uh, you can compartmentalize. Um, or you can even, uh, dissociate. I don't necessarily, mm -hmm. you know, recommend that, but yeah. you could, you could even visualize I've, I've done this before, um, with a couple different therapists where they have a technique that you're almost mm -hmm. visualizing, um, a younger version of yourself. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I'm so worried. Oh my gosh. You got that little voice in there. I yeah. think we're going to get fired. I can't believe the boss called <laughs> us down. We're going to, and you can, you can visualize tiny little version of Christina mm. sitting right here going, Oh my gosh, I'm so scared. I don't know what to do. And you can just kind of go, Oh, I know it's okay. Don't worry. Pat, right. pat, pat. I got <laughs> this. Yeah. That's, that's a technique that I used is that you, you envision yourself younger, stressing out. Now, when my therapist had told me this, the first one, I was like, Ugh, enough of that. She was like, imagine yeah. your inner child. I'm like, inner child is a bunch of woo-woo crap. So then <laughs> what she did is she said, imagine your niece. And I was like, oh yeah, my niece, at the time yeah. I didn't have children. I was like, oh yeah, my niece, I want my niece to succeed. And right. if my niece were to come to me and say, oh my gosh, auntie, I'm not good enough. I'm so stupid. My boss is going to come down. They're going to fire me. This, I would say they're there. It's okay, darling. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you almost have to treat yourself that way. That's yeah. one technique that, that we use almost like, um, 
And if you're like me, you know, you, you don't like doing inner child stuff, but right. you can envision your own kid or your, your mm-hmm. niece or your nephew or something. And what would you say to that child? Would you talk to them in the same way that you talk to yourself? No. Right. Shut up, sit down, just handle it, you know, whatever yeah. the thing is. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Like visualizing that because you you would approach that different, hopefully at least would approach that. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah hopefully. So, <laughs> right. uh, so with like, so maybe people even aren't even aware that they're having these, this process come in and they're unaware of like, that's what's causing their stress. Maybe they mm-hmm. just, how, mm-hmm. how can they connect a dot of like, Oh, I'm get I get so anxious or nervous or stressed in this situation. Mm-hmm. How can they bridge the gap to? Oh, and that's what's causing it, and that's what I need to pivot from. You know, a lot of times, what happens is anybody who's going to work with me, we're talking about emotional intelligence, whatever mm-hmm. it is, right? right? And so, as a brand strategy consultant, I do product launch campaigns. We talk about emotional intelligence. How are we connecting our products and services? through emotional intelligence. When I work with my mentees and they're talking about career development and how I'm going to get that internship and, you know, navigating coursework with, with, uh, job searches and stuff, we're going to talk about emotional intelligence. If I'm talking to one of my startup founders, which, you know, I had a startup founder in San Francisco who, uh, had a imposter syndrome, major imposter Mm -hmm. syndrome. They had been, um, declined for funding multiple times, um, specifically based on this person and the team. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we worked together, we had like three sessions and after just three sessions, he was feeling a lot more confident and they went out to, to raise $750,000, which was really cool. Whatever you do, emotional intelligence is in it. And so, you know, if you're having conflict, any kind of conflict that that's coming up repeatedly in your life and you keep saying, Oh, this person or that person or all these people. When I was 29 years old, I had to come to Jesus moment myself where I was putting my body in different parts of the planet. I lived in California. I lived in, then in Vermont. I lived in Colorado. I went to Canada for a bit. I, I lived in an orphanage in Peru for a few months. Right. And I was, I was bouncing I did two months here, three months there. And I was trying, I was, and I was like, Oh my gosh, what's wrong with all these people? I'm surrounded by idiots. <laughs> guess what? (laughs) I had to look at the common denominator, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I wanted different results. And so before I even knew what emotional intelligence was, I started working on these, these things, right? Communication. That's one of the facets of emotional intelligence, integrity. That's one of the facets of of emotional intelligence. Integrity is what we do when nobody's watching. Yep. Are you going to try to get away with it because nobody's watching? <laughs> Are you going to try to nobody will care because nobody's really going to notice? That right there is, you know, causing that conflict and that dissonance dissonance mm. within. So if the outside and the inside, the, the greater those gaps are, yep. the more imposter syndrome you're going to feel, the more like a fraud you're going to feel, the more you're going to feel like you're lying because you're maybe hiding something from your family or, and, and those things start causing, you know, friction in Mm. all areas of your life. So if you have friction and you're noticing these patterns and you don't know why or how or whatever, and you don't really want to go to therapy, but you want actionable strategies, 
emotional intelligence is a really good way. There's a, a great book called Emotional Intelligence uh, 2.0, and it actually breaks down all the 26 traits individually. Okay. You can take a test at the end of the book and it'll tell you, go back to page 200 and work on your you know, uh, behavioral self-control for three months and then come back and take the test again and see if it's improved. And you can do those different things little by little by little. And it really changes your life. I mean, I'm proof. My, my clients are proof. (laughs) I grew up in extreme poverty. I grew up, um, you know, with no resources and to be able to be, uh, international speaker and trainer for fortune 100 companies, or, you know, I've spoken on all seven continents. Like it's only because of these techniques that I've used, um, that I've been able to bring such abundance into my life. That's awesome too. And, and I think, yeah, these just been great. Like what you shared and how people can start implementing change like immediately with, with, you know, how you've guided and given in this conversation, which is great. And curious, like if you were to go back mm-hmm. 15 years, 20 years and talk to yourself again, mm-hmm. your, your 15 year old self. Ah, oh, this is so great. Uh, it's so great that you said 15 year old self because I a lot longer than 20 years ago. Honey. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> but, um, it's really great because I recommend, and, and one of the, um, traits of emotional intelligence is mentorship. I recommend everybody become a mentor, everyone. And this is why, because this question, right. I'm constantly feeling like I'm talking to my younger self because I have uh, Asian Pacific Islander students that I mentor. And so I mentor Asian Pacific Islander students for free um, in honor of my late husband, who was Chamorro. He was a a Pacific Islander and he really struggled um, through a lot of the transitions and through a lot of um, cultural kind of things and cultural Mm -hmm. shifts. So uh, every time that I'm talking to my mentees. It's like talking to my myself, my version of my younger self. And it's really great because I, you know, I tell them things like keep going. Yeah. I tell them things that, that come up often, like um, this isn't going to matter in 10 years, <laughs> right? Sure. Somebody saw you picking your nose in the front row, like whatever. It was yeah. super embarrassing. You're right. mortified. All right. Well, you know, stop picking your nose. And then in the future, just... <laughs> Um, know that this isn't going to matter in 10 years. You don't have to worry about it. Um, And I think that's what I would do, what I would say, because it's so big, right? Like when you're, when you're a teenager, the emotions are so big and unmanageable Mm -hmm. and you have these huge emotions, but also limited experience, life experience. So now as we get older, we have more life experience. Mm-hmm. And so it is our duty as adults to take that experience, learn from it and grow. Because if you are a 45 year old woman still acting like a 15 year old with those big right. feelings yeah. that are, yeah. Yeah. you know, not managed and you're, you're always walking around dysregulated and expecting other people adapt to to adapt to you. It's, it's not going to work out so well. Yeah. And I think that's a really cool cool way to kind of wrap things up. I think, you know, learning all this for yourself, improving emotional intelligence, improving your position, you've overcome obstacles and then be able to reach back 
yeah and pull someone else kind of like your younger self and, and be uh -huh. that mentor. um that's that's fantastic fantastic and a great piece of advice so yeah thanks. um yeah i just a lot of good value in this one so where can people connect with you mm -hmm. so they can continue to learn from you yeah. and find out more um i am lucky girly girl everywhere on the interwebs and uh, if you want to connect with me you can find me there i am wrapping up my planning for a couple of new programs that i'm coming out with in 2023 which is cool um i've got a few trips planned you know i like i said i'm an international speaker so this year so far i know i'm going to be in new zealand um i'm going to be in australia i'll be in in devsum sweden i love uh devsum in, in stockholm uh kansas city developer conference of course um, we'll see. I might, I might go to Morocco and maybe even to Lithuania this year. So that's awesome. That's yeah. cool. So yeah, everyone make sure you're checking out what she's got going on. Christina's doing a lot of good work and, and, uh, shares a lot to, to help people. So get connected with her, uh, continue to learn about emotional intelligence and improve ourselves. And, uh, again, Christina, thank you so much for being on Elevate Your Brand today. Thanks a lot, Chris. And thanks so much for tuning into this episode today. If you found value at all from this episode, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It just helps us get this show, these messages out in front of more people. And don't forget to share this with someone who you think could benefit from listening to as well.